Our story begins in 2014, after the largest financial crisis the world had ever experienced since the crash of 1929. Since then, we've made it our mission to democratize the very best financial intelligence. We broke the story of Bitcoin in 2014 before the general public even knew what it was. We've made award-winning documentaries and series about some of the most important economic and geopolitical events of our time that have amassed millions of views across platforms. And we've spoken with investing legends about trends years before they played out. Here at Real Vision, we don't follow the news, we make the news. This week on social media, we'll be showcasing some of the most important pieces in our history, unlocking some of them for you to watch for free and sharing important takeaways from them that will be useful for you in today's markets. So be sure to tune in. We also have a very special offer just for you guys. To learn more, simply click on the link in the description or scan the QR code. GM, GM, it's Web3 Wednesdays on Crypto Daily Briefing, and thank you for spending some time with me on this learning journey. I'm Elaine Lee, your friendly crypto host and producer at Real Vision. Now, before I bring in our guests, I want to talk to you about an exciting initiative at Real Vision. The Mint for Season 2 of the Real Vision Collective is happening right now. Now, the aim of the Real Vision Collective is to bring all your favorite NFTs communities together while giving you the knowledge to navigate Web3. Season two is the next step in this journey. To create this collection, we've pulled artwork from nine of the most significant CCO projects out there and transformed them into three unique mashups. Now, if you want to help us building the super communities of NFTs, head over to realvision.com forward slash collective to learn more and mint your own season two NFT. Now, with that said, let's bring in our guests. Hello, and joining me today is Andre Vanyi Robin, co-founder and CEO of Plastics. Andre, welcome to the show and first time on Real Vision. Hello, Elaine. Hello. Thank you very much uh, for inviting me. Very grateful to be here. And yes, it's my first time. <laughs> <laughs> Andre, I can promise you after this conversation, you will be involved with the Real Vision community for sure. Now, Andre, I speak Important. to so many people, so many people who have big, big ideas, right, about how NFTs can rethink and change the world in how we interact in the business world. Sometimes they do sound like a million miles away with big, big ideas, but sometimes very real, which I think is something that you're building out over there. So it's a very real thing. It's real life use cases, what I love having conversations about in the world of Web3. So why don't we start talking about like, hmm, just a little bit more about yourself. How did the crypto click sort of happen for you? Well, uh, the, the crypto click uh, actually was uh, a tool uh, for the sustainability click, <laughs> I guess. The, uh, in, in December of 2018, um, you or, or your viewers may recall that the Amazon uh, was on fire. Uh, the forest was burning and, uh, and I was uh, wondering what could I do as an ordinary person to try to help make a difference. Uh, and it was really heart-wrenching because I, I, I just came to the conclusion that no matter what I wanted to try to do, I, I couldn't do anything. I, I had to go about my life. I had to go and, uh, and basically go to work, take care of the family, move on. So I, I sort of said, well, how, how can we solve this uh, uh, climate problem, at least from the plastics uh, perspective? 
Um, and I actually realized that uh, companies are the ones who are responsible for putting the plastics into the uh, market. So eventually, uh, if we can enable companies uh, to make sure that they recover the plastic, uh, the users or the consumers uh, are the ones who pick the products from companies uh, that have actually proven to be committed to the environment, verifiably so. So in that sense, I said, okay, well then basically what we need to do is we need to provide uh, a tool so that uh, companies can actually make sure they can recover plastics. And we need to make uh, sure that consumers uh, can know that the plastic's being recovered and that way we can connect. And that's when I said, uh, well, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, plastics uh, as a company. And uh, well, we need to make sure that people know that uh, funds are going to the plastic recovery projects. We need to know that if I'm going to do something, the money is going straight to the pockets of those that are actually doing something about plastic recovery. And that's where crypto walks in, uh, because ultimately uh, the underlying reason behind it was, well, if I'm going to make sure that money is being sent to a waste recovery project, I want to know that the waste recovery project, whether they're in India, Sri Lanka, Thailand, Africa, Latin America, or in Asia, are getting the money and uh, the transparency and traceability of a uh, blockchain was the was the was the solution to that problem so crypto was a tool to fight the plastic recovery problem it was uh, contrary to at the time most projects would think well i have an idea in crypto how can i make it fit into the real world it was the real world problem is plastics how can we solve that problem oh the best tool crypto the best tool blockchain okay so from what I've heard that you've told me so far, it's very much the climate problem is still very real. You know, you see the fires out in Europe and you see the Californian fires. You got you sort of are aware of the problem um, very early on and you definitely see the sort of opportunity that, OK, the 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 thing to cut the middlemen out. Uh, crypto can very much solve that with blockchain technology. Now, you mentioned plastic. Obviously, your company is all about tackling plastic uh, pollution. So what is plastic, which is your company, spelt with a K, of course, for the culture. So what is plastic and how exactly does it actually work? Well, uh, Elaine, uh, plastics is a uh, marketplace where uh, across the globe, waste uh, recovery projects and waste management companies are able to generate a new source of funding uh, to be able to build out their infrastructure and improve their recycling rates. So the industry hasn't changed in 50 years. Uh, the basic revenue model for the waste management industry has always been collecting the waste sorting it and selling it as a feedstock to the recycling industry. So we came up to them and said, well, wait a minute, you can basically uh, create the data that proves that you've recovered a certain amount of plastic, a certain type of plastic, and that you've actually delivered it to the recycler. So with your data, you can actually uh, create a certificate that will prove that the plastic and the quantity of plastic recovered has not gone into the environment. And what is that data? Well, the invoice. Ultimately, uh, for 50 years, the waste management industry has been collecting waste and sorting it and selling it to the recycler. So when they're selling the waste, they're issuing invoices. We said, convert your invoice into an NFT, which is basically a certificate we call a plastic recovery guarantee. And put this plastic recovery guarantee, this NFT, up for sale on the plastics marketplace. 
So who would buy them? Well, companies would buy them for two reasons. The main one is if a company is uh, using, producing or distributing a certain type and amount of plastic, by buying these plastic recovery guarantees, essentially what they're doing is offsetting, is neutralizing their plastic footprint. And the second reason is from a corporate social responsibility exercise. By buying these plastic recovery guarantees, essentially what's happening is that they are uh, funding the recovery of additional plastic because the money is going to the waste recovery project to do what? To buy new machinery, hire more waste pickers, open up a new geographical area to pick up more plastic waste, deploy medical camps to take care of the medical health of the waste pickers. So it's a measurable impact. And all of that by the simple fact of buying this plastic recovery guarantee, which for the most uh, understanding is akin to a plastic credit. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is there's a whole recycling ecosystem if you get involved with plastic. And the thing is, for any uh, businesses or big enterprises out there to really have a sort of corporate social responsibility is so important in this day and age as we have to, you know, subconsciously live our lives every day with, you know, just being subconsciously aware of what's going on with our climate and with our environment. So let's take a look at the marketplace, uh, as you said, in plastic. It doesn't feel like your regular uh, NFT marketplace doesn't feel like the open sea doesn't feel like the blur or whatever is out there at the moment um what and i'm seeing like you know there are projects for like 40 dollars there are projects for a thousand dollars like there's all this kind of stuff available out there i mean talk me through one of those is there one that you particularly like and don't mention the fc barcelona yet because i'll get to that one but just pick a project that you've gone out there right now i mean the artwork in itself is is very um you know organically as well concentrating on environment Pick a project and tell me about it. And what are they doing for the to tackle the whole climate problem? Well, uh, I'd like to pick as an example uh, Rosita beer, uh, cerveza Rosita, as they say here in uh, in Spain. And uh, Rosita beer uh, is basically a, a Catalan um, uh, beer company that sells uh, millions of bottles a year, and they don't use plastics. Uh, but they wanted to make sure that they would uh, be known for being committed to the environment. And they decided to pick a waste recovery project in India and to be able to fund this waste recovery project by buying uh, $70,000 worth of uh, plastic recovery guarantees or NFTs to deploy medical camps uh, in the region of India where the waste pickers are actually operating. And what they wanted to do was to make sure that their consumers, when they're buying these Rosita beers, uh, know effectively that Rosita, for every bottle that's being bought, there's a plastic bottle being recovered. And ultimately, uh, they've decided to relabel their uh, beer bottles with QR codes so that the consumers could actually check and verify, is it true that Rosita is really committed to the environment? Uh, and then uh, click on the QR code and see effectively where the money is going, uh, what project is being funded and what the impact is that is being uh, made. So uh, Rosita ultimately said, well, we are complying uh, with uh, local regulation, but we want to go beyond that. And we want to make sure that our community uh, knows that we're committed to global plastic recovery. And that's why they decided to, uh, to work with plastics. So that would be ultimately a good example 
uh, of, a, of a project that I particularly like without mentioning the other one. Hey everyone, we're going to take a quick pause and hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back. <laughs> no, we can get to it right now. And I love listening to you, to you talk about that particular project. And especially I put you on the spot there by picking out a favorite one, but definitely something that, you know, just listening to you, I would love to see like either a, a documentary being followed through or definitely just more documentation, you know, uh, putting out there on your Twitter platform, which your account now has 20,000 followers. So would love to see and follow your journey throughout there. So I do see on the very front page of the plastics of your website right now that you are working with FC Barcelona. FC Barcelona to me in the Web3 space is very quite, very quite, does that make sense? No, it's quite making a, a prominent sort of footprint in the world of Web3. You know, I am a huge World of Women fan and I know that obviously they have um, sort of worked with the World of Women there and we're able to put an FC jersey shirt on the World of Women PFP. So what are you doing over there with football clubs? I know you're messing with hotels as well and I've read that if you buy one of their NFTs, then you get to claim back whatever they're offering on the website. But tell me about the partnership with FC Barcelona. This seems to be, uh, <laughs> my team has put up with the one with FC Barcelona there and the females project that they got. But tell me about your partnership with FC Barcelona. How did that happen and what that means for you? Oh, well, first of all, uh, <clears throat> the word grateful uh, is not big enough uh, to represent how we feel about the partnership with uh, FC Barcelona. Uh, ultimately, uh, FC Barcelona obviously complies with their stadium regulation in recovering plastic for every game. They have a huge infrastructure in making sure that their uh, games are sustainable. But what they wanted to do is they wanted to uh, leverage their brand and say, look, we're a global brand and we want to help uh, recover plastic at a global level. Uh, and ultimately, we want to empower our community uh, to be part of plastic recovery. So they said, okay, <clears throat> we're going to do a NFT collection uh, and offer this NFT collection to their uh, community, uh, which will obviously provide them with the uniqueness of the collectible item, the digital collectible, uh, access to benefits such as entering a drawing to have one of the uh, shirts, uh, I, I believe uh, 12 or 13 shirts uh, of the team that have been signed off by all of the players, a drawing having access to special benefits, uh, for example, uh, getting tweeted your name on the birthday, a whole series of benefits that they have, but more importantly, linking those NFTs to what? Plastic recovery guarantees uh, related to projects in Chile, uh, Kenya, and India. Because what they want to do is they want to recover plastic in those uh, regions, and they want fans not only to relate to uh, Football Club Barcelona, but to actually uh, be empowered to recover plastics by buying these NFTs. And so after having gone extensive uh, uh, research for Web3 uh, sustainability partners, uh, we were fortunate enough to be selected by a football club Barcelona uh, to actually be the platform upon which they would issue these NFTs, these digital collectibles that would be linked to waste recovery uh, projects in the four nations that I've talked about. Um, actually three nations, two, uh, four projects uh, in three nations, Chile, Kenya, and India. And over the course of the next three years, their commitment is to recover one million kilos uh, of plastic, uh, which I do want to take uh, this moment to say, we wanted to establish uh, the price of recovering a kilo at a dollar, because what we didn't want were the waste pickers in developing nations 
to be exposed to the volatility of pricing of waste recovery uh, uh, projects. Ultimately, the carbon credit is endemic for speculation. So what we wanted to say, zero speculation on the actual recovery of plastic. So when a waste picker is collecting a kilo, they're going to get paid their dollar minus our transaction fee, which is 20%, because we are ultimately the verification body. That's our job. We verify, according to our own methodology, that these projects are allowed to issue these NFTs. And then we do the auditing to make sure that the monies generated from the sale of these NFTs are going towards what we call roadmaps, buying the machinery, hiring more waste pickers, increasing the salaries of the waste pickers, opening up new geographical areas, uh, deploying medical camps, etc. So uh, 80% of the funds goes to the waste recovery project. We know this because it's blockchain. You see the money going straight to the wallet. Uh, and ultimately, Barca said, we're going to work with plastics because we know that their plastic recovery guarantee is verifiable and traceable. And that was the great opportunity for them to empower their community, leverage their brand to actually have an impact on plastic recovery at a global level. And tell me about the art. How does that partnership sort of come together? And then once you sort of explain to me, like, you know, how you pick the sort of artists, and then I just want to, I want you to tell me about, well, how do you get involved with plastic? Say, like, if you have an initiative, you've always been caring about the environment and you have an idea and they want to come to you. How would you start that kind of journey with plastics? Well, I'd, I'd like to distinguish uh, different personas, uh, right? So <clears throat> you've got brands. You've got companies and uh, communities like Football Club Barcelona or like Rosita uh, that say, we want to do something for the environment. Uh, and we are going to uh, say, how much budget do we have to recover plastic? Or how big is our community, our fan base, so that we can enable to recover plastic? So that's what they would do. Uh, and then you've got the actual waste recovery projects that say, well, until plastics arrived, my only source of funding was to actually pick up the plastic and sell it as a physical product. Now I know that I can sell the proof that I've recovered it and put it back into the recycling industry. So essentially I can build my waste recovery process by uh, issuing NFTs so I can fund the growth of my project and fund the growth of plastic recovery. So then they need to, uh, they contact us and then they, what they do is uh, get through a verification process which we have obviously um, uh, have our own methodology and we measure them in compliance to that methodology. And then the third persona uh, is the artist. So the artist basically is either on their own saying, I have an art collection, I want to create digital art and I want to make sure that whoever buys my art is going to pick up and recover plastic uh, or their art uh, is being acquired by one of the brands so that they can leverage their art to be able to recover plastic. And ultimately, why art? And why, why do we also talk about the art of recycling? We talk about the art of recycling because the emotional connection that art uh, elicits in people is what we're trying to connect with plastic recovery. So essentially, an emotional connection to a, a real commitment to the environment is what we're trying to elicit. The power of art is to say, oh, I'm emotionally connected to recovering plastic. Oh, by the way, it's beautiful. Hey everyone, we're going to take another quick break and hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back to the Real Vision Crypto Daily Briefing. 
I think you've uh, put the nail on the head about why we like collecting stuff right in this day and age and especially if it comes with a purpose that is definitely probably something worth your time looking a bit into as well so let's move on to digging a little bit into uh, the tech side of things you know what chain um, on the blockchain are you sort of using this to provide the traceability component on of the nft is it ethereum or how does it work because i think i went onto the website and um, i think i got as far as basically connecting my metamask wallet and then it's asking me to sort of onboard some plastic token so what what blockchain is it using this whole uh, ecosystem in plastic so we decided to actually uh, deploy uh, plastics on the silo blockchain and the reason we deployed it on silo blockchain uh, was first of all from a, a philosophical perspective from the birth of silo they were always uh, impact driven always impact driven in reducing carbon footprint and in recovering plastic and doing uh, measurable activities in Web3 for the environment. So from a, a philosophical perspective, it was a match made in heaven. Uh, from a technical perspective, Silo uh, had structured a proof of stake protocol, which had a very close to zero carbon footprint. Uh, and whatever carbon footprint point of uh, proof of stake has, they had a, a smart contract commitment to buy carbon credits to offset that carbon footprint. So effectively, CELO is a zero uh, carbon uh, zero uh, carbon footprint uh, because of their smart contract commitment to buy uh, carbon credits, and of course, combining that with their proof of stake uh, protocol. So, uh, and then the third one was because they have a very strong uh, social impact uh, in developing nations to facilitate onboarding and offboarding into the real world. Uh, by, uh, for example, their wallet called Valora, uh, not requiring the 12 password, the 12 words to be able to have your wallet. Uh, so to really make it easy to interact with the blockchain. So for these three reasons, we decided to build uh, plastics on the Silo blockchain. No, no, I'm learning a lot myself. I just quickly logged on to silo.org. I've never actually heard of it, but just logging quickly onto the website, it is a bit of a match made in heaven for your uh, company. It says Silo is the carbon negative, mobile first, EVM compatible blockchain ecosystem, leading a thriving new digital economy for all. And it gives you an option of build with Silo and just going on their Twitter. They have 449,000 followers. Very, very interesting. Um, how are you being funded at the moment? Can I ask that? And sure. You have to talk about that. Sure, sure. So, so basically, when we uh, launched uh, the token uh, in uh, September of 2021, um, we until June of 2022, we sold three million dollars uh, worth of plastics token, uh, and then recently we received uh, another million dollars uh, from uh, equity uh, investment from a a big fund, and uh, we received uh, about 500,000 from different funds across the world, in Israel, uh, in New York, uh, in London. Uh, we've also received funding from Google uh, to fund the uh, AI fraud detection uh, on the uh, uh, NFT creation process. If you remember, going back to the, the beginning of our conversation, the, 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 the bottom line behind everything we do is the invoice. It's the invoice that a waste recovery project is issuing when they're selling the plastic that they've recovered to the recycler. So converting this invoice, basically number of invoice, date of invoice, type of plastic, quantity of plastic, and the destination of this plastic, those five data points are the ones that are going on the blockchain. So to scale at a global level, and we are working in 16 countries, 
uh, we're working uh, with Google hand in hand. We will be deploying in October uh, the version of the AI fraud detection on these uh, plastic recovery guarantees, which is the name we give to our plastic credits. Uh, and so we're very grateful to work with Google on the tech side as well. So that, that's, if you wish, a landscape of how to date. That's a lot. That's a, a lot of alpha, they would say, in this world right there. So thank you for that. What role do You're you well. what role do you sort of see plastics playing in the broader global effort to reduce plastic waste and solution? How how big are we talking here? Well, we, I, I, I'd like to actually underline that uh, we're partners with the World Economic Forum. Um, they've uh, featured us in their uh, uh, annual report last year. Uh, as a viable. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. For, we're very proud of that and very grateful um, for plastic uh, tr uh, traceability, plastic recovery traceability. And ultimately, our aspiration is to be the reference in plastic recovery guarantees. I mean, ultimately, what we've done, uh, and we're unique on the planet for this, is combining blockchain with accounting. Again, the invoice uh, and developing all the necessary security measures to make sure that the, the invoices are legitimate, to make sure that the funds are being transferred uh, for the payment of these invoices, uh, to make sure that the funds generated from the sale of the NFTs are going to the waste recovery projects to do what they say they're going to do on the roadmaps. Uh, so, so our aspiration is to be the world reference in plastic recovery guarantees. Uh, and that's what we're working for. And Barcelona Football Club is an amazing credibility uh, validation. However, I do want to say that we've got uh, quite a few of other high-profile teams uh, to be announced that are, we're working with, uh, we'll be working with, uh, as well as uh, world brands. Uh, so our goal is to definitely uh, continue this path. Oh, um, very exciting things coming down the pipeline, and I'll be Thank sitting uh, on the edge of my seats uh, watching this for sure. Um, Andre, you know, employee and community engagement is so crucial for the success of any company. You know, how does Plastic engage with its employees and local communities where it operates? I think that's something that we need to discuss when we talk about growing so at such an exponential rate, right? Well, I, I, I'd like to take advantage of the fact that we are working in 16 countries, in 16 local communities, and that uh, we're having uh, absolutely measurable uh, and verifiably measurable impact in the communities by providing medical care in India, uh, by providing the funding for uh, electric transportation, uh, for building uh, parks uh, in Brazil, uh, for the children of the waste pickers, uh, for providing uh, uniforms, uh, we are really uh, uh, impacting the lives of all of those uh, that we're working with. I'd like to underline that we're working with uh, all these waste recovery projects in developing nations because uh, the waste management infrastructure is not developed as it is in, in Europe or in North America. Uh, and we uh, ultimately from our mission is to embed plastic recovery in every economic transaction. Uh, and as such, uh, it's to be able to uh, provide the source of funding for uh, developing the waste management infrastructure in developing nations uh, to improve their recycling rates without having to uh, be subject to uh, grant funding for these projects, uh, local support. So it's really taking capitalism and uh, interweaving it with waste recovery, plastic waste recovery. And that's how we think uh, that we have provided a solution uh, to the problem of funding uh, waste recovery in developing nations. How big is the team at the moment? 
We're 20 right now. We're 20. Most of us, uh, 16 of us, are based out of Barcelona, Spain. Uh, three of us in Scandinavia and one in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. No time of the free siesta just yet. No, I'm kidding. Always health is wealth. Remember here on Rebel. Oh, absolutely. Uh, by the way, viewers, put down your questions in the chat. We're going to be asking the best ones to air. Andre, are you okay to take a question or two from our wonderful community? I look forward to it, Elaine. Look forward to it. I'm Our community is the best. Uh, so I see Ralph, GM Ralph and Samantha, who's always reporting for duty, watching the show live. So remember, we do take the best one on the air. Real Vision members take priority because we know your usernames on the platform, on Discord and on Twitter, no matter what you throw at me, despite pronouncing half of them wrong. Now, if you're not a member yet, go to realvision.com forward slash crypto to sign up. Remember, it's absolutely free. It's where also new episodes of Ralph House Adventures in Crypto premieres every Friday. And will you look at that? My two culprits are back in the house today. Ralph from the RV website, he's asking you, Andre, how many unique users are actively using your platform? And uh, would you characterize the certificates being akin to carbon credits, spe especially, specifically for polymers? <laughs> you see that question on the screen, right? Yes. So how many people so, are using it and then tackle that? Because Ralph has got a visionary headspace. It's very big. <laughs> so uh, about 4,000 plus uh, people are unique users on the platform uh, using it. Uh, about uh, 22 uh, corporate uh, companies are, are using it and, and growing. Um, and uh, with respect to the carbon credits, uh, yes. So we're plastic uh, credit. Uh, we're value-added plastic credit. Uh, the difference is that obviously a plastic credit is measurable. It has a, a tangible impact. You know that you're recovering plastic. You know that it's going back into the environment. Uh, we've also, contrary to carbon credit, we've decided to uh, establish the reference price at a dollar for a kilo. What we didn't want was uh, to people to speculate on the carbon uh, plastic credit. However, that's the role of the token. One of the roles of the token is if you want to make sure in the future you're going to recover uh, a kilo of plastic uh, for a cheap price. Buy a uh, plastic token now because you know all payments are made in plastics. So you will have to pay uh, less plastics in the future to recover the same kilo. However, you know uh, that the waste recovery project is still going to get the dollar a kilo reference. Uh, so that's uh, what we wanted to make sure that those that are doing the work get paid. And that's a very big difference with the carbon credit market. Okay, I'm just going to move on to Samantha's questions. Our honorary Real Vision Yogi Bear that joins us on DJ Happy Hour for a yoga session when we do have one. Um, she goes, this is an amazing climate initiative. Any plans for uh, expansion into other countries? More, 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 Andre. Yes, yes, more, more. Well, uh, on the supply side, uh, we are working in Thailand, Sri Lanka, uh, India, Tanzania, uh, uh, Egypt, uh, Kenya, uh, Ivory Coast most of Latin America, and we're obviously uh, looking forward to uh, opening up uh, more uh, supply side, in other words, plastic recovery guarantees, waste recovery projects to help them. Uh, on the demand side, we are focusing uh, exclusively on Europe and North America because our mission is to include plastic recovery in all economic transactions, and the economies of Europe and North America are obviously uh, quite large uh, and can fund plastic recovery. And so from the demand side, we're focused on Europe and North America. 
Andre, you are an absolute treat. And thank you so much for spending some time here with us on Real Vision. I hope you had a great time with us. Oh, Elaine, you're a wonderful host. Uh, I enjoyed very much the, the, the experience. <laughs> very grateful to be here and, and, and look forward to continuing uh, uh, our collaboration. No problem. I definitely will be taking a look on the marketplace just so I can, you know, flex my little text. Uh, tech gear that I can say, hey, I've actually been involved into one of these projects that I think makes a great initiative for the climate. Uh, now, NFTs are a few left. Go ahead before they're all gone. How much are they, by the way, for one? Do you know? $20, of which $10 uh, go for 10 kilos of, of plastics uh, oh. in Kenya, India or Chile. Of course, none of this is financial advice. Some of you may pay more than $10 for Ethereum gas, but there you go. I'm Elaine Lee. Thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you, Andre. Pleasure having you. Thank you very that's, much. That's Cheers. it for today. Make sure, make sure you check out our website. Go to realvision.com forward slash crypto. Andre, I expect you to hit the like button. It's free to go and sign up for our crypto content. Join us again tomorrow. Ash will sit with the co-founders of AI Arena. See you at 9 a.m. Pacific time, noon Eastern and 5 p.m. London time. Thank you for watching and listening. See you guys soon. What's up, revolutionaries? Thanks for tuning in. For more content like this, head over to realvision.com and get unfiltered access to the very best, brightest, and biggest names in finance.